Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. I feel a little bit um, like my arm's missing. I've had, There's no Dan. He's, he's uh, on the panel at the moment. So you just yeah, have just me today. Yeah. Just got me. Well, in the studio today, we have the lovely Sujoy. How are you? Very well. Very well. Happy to be back on the floor finally and not in a virtual event. How good event. is it? Yeah. How good is it to be... Uh, well, well, I'm going to start with my last question first. What do you think of the event? Better than I expected, to be honest, in terms of the number of people that have attended. Yeah. There really? could have been a lot more exhibitors. I'm, I'm wondering why a lot of our industry colleagues you are not here. You so? <laughs> think so? I think for a comeback, we've done pretty well. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be so full. There's that's, loads yeah, of people supporting, yeah. right? Yeah. It's been quite nice. So, yeah. back to you. Tell me a bit more about yourself and for to our listeners. Who okay. is Sejoy? Well, been in the industry for about 24 years, of which 20 years in Dubai. And um, grown out of events into several business verticals, technology, content, software, uh, immersive experiences, tech installations. But take yeah. me back. Did you always want to be in events? How did you get here? How did you end up in events? I think ever since a child watching my dad in the 80s uh, build manu- you know, manufacturing uh, amplifiers and sound systems and uh, in an industry that was at its very, you know, at its infancy. And so your dad was in events? No, he was in just audio manufacturing. Just audio manufacturing. Just audio, okay. Yeah. And that was back in India, in Bombay. So back then, there were no brands, mm. you know. So it was very difficult to convince them that this is a product. That's pro. Yeah. Pro audio didn't exist in the 80s in Mumbai. So trying to install studios, I used to go around with him and see him doing these, you know, racks. And, you know, that's, that's what excited me. And uh, always wanted to be in that space. And, um, and then eventually, as time went by, I got involved naturally, you know, in tweaking tech at events in school and then in university. So you, you, I was were, you were the, the go-to, go-to guy. guy, weren't exactly, you? You were yeah, the go-to yeah. guy. Anything that broke. Yeah. So anything that broke in school and the technicians would call, you know, probably Sujoy would fix it, you know. Wow. Bring him in. And and yeah, so I was always hands-on, learned on the go. And uh, yeah, so it was, I think, inevitable for me to get into that space. Uh, of course, started with touring audio and, and doing uh, technicals, um, on, on road shows back in India. As, but as, how'd, uh, you, how'd you get your break in the industry? It's one thing teetering with your dad and doing it at school, but how did you get your break? Did someone I take think, a I chance all, on you? Yes. I think Tell that, me about it, it. That all started when I was doing my, my parallel course with NIIT, which is the IT Institute in, in Pune. And all of a sudden, their chief of events, who was also a professor, yeah. Who did you know the extracurricular activities? So he used to always g- come to me, you know, the go-to guy. Okay, you know, Sujoy, come do these things. And okay, Sujoy, you're on the ramp. You know, I got into fashion and modeling with them, like school stuff. And um, and then he left. And then, then there was no one to take that role. So I was still a student there. And uh, the uh, the faculty there said, why don't you take this role? I said, but I'm not wow. a faculty here. I'm, I'm, I'm a student. And How they said, old yeah, were you? 16. Wow. Yeah. So I said, okay, why not? So, so I was probably the first student being paid at the university I was studying in. That's insane. Yeah, so, so I was like, lovely, you know, and uh, so that's where it all started. And then from there on, even after I passed out, they said, you keep the role 
you know, and and it continued. And then I said, okay, why not start my own events company? So you went mm. from working in events at your university. Yeah. To I'm going to start my own business. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I. What goes on in your head when you made that decision? Well, everyone was against it. My parents were against it. Like, no, you got to find a job. You security, st- you security, know, stable, and, you know, stable. And, and events was like, you know, taboo. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, like, are you crazy? This is well, not you know, a, you this, had to be a industry doctor, doesn't a exist. Lawyer and, yeah. 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 It's like, what are you doing? And because you always knew that I wanted to become an automobile engineer, and mm. it was like, sixteen years so focused, and now you just changed all of a sudden, you know. And then they hated NIT for that, <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I'll still do it, but this is a hobby, so I'm going to pursue it. And uh, yeah, had to beg and borrow some money from dad, and get a license up and running. And Soundwaves was our first uh, event company, thanks to my my dad's support. How and did it feel when the doors opened on your business? Like you're like literally, this is my business. I I'm a business owner. How did that feel? Uh, it felt amazing, mm. no doubt. But thinking about it, going back, it's. I wish dad didn't let me do that. Why? <laughs> you know. Tell. Because um I started the other way around. You know, I started as an owner rather as as an employee. So so things are different then. Because then you're just doing things and learning on the go. You're not learning from professionals. So mm-hmm. so I I burnt my fingers. I I lost a lot of money and that was, okay. you know, family money. Uh, ah, hard okay. hard on dad's money. Uh okay, I'm going to do a concert. How are you going to do the concert? Oh, I've got friends. They're my DJ friends, and they're going to play at half the price, and I'm going to make a lot of money on the gate. Mm. And uh, just went for didn't the flow, and you know, it didn't didn't really work that way because wrong partners and pros in the business got involved, and and obviously they they managed to get the best buck out of me. Mm. Uh, but that was a learning. So I learned the hard way, and uh, and then got better at it. And with my advantage over my love for technology, uh, I was always on the hunt. To bringing in new stuff, and and that's when we started in the late '90s, bringing in, for example, snow machines. Our first big major event. That so sound waves continued. Sound waves continued. Yeah, sound waves continued. I started hunting for international tech. I brought in snow machines from Germany, and I did the first summer snow dance in in Mumbai and Pune. How'd you come up with that? I just wanted to do something that no one has done before. Okay. And and I kept reading about uh, special effect machines and. And because my dad was in the merchant navy, every summer I got to join him on his ship, mm. and it was an automobile carrier. So I got to see probably a good twenty, twenty-five countries in three months every year. Wow! Because I was on his ship, and every three days we were in a new country. I got to jump out of the ship while they were doing their stuff, loading cars or offloading cars, and I went around seeing things. And that exposure got me to see stuff around the world and say, okay, I need to bring stuff to India, and. Uh, and that's how i kept coming up with these unique concepts and um, and that's when corporate started seeing us mm-hmm. and saying you do that for us at our private event mm. and uh, and that's how i got that opportunity to switch from a concert organizer or a you know dj nights to doing corporate events and i think that broke the ice for me in that space that was the turning turning yeah. point for you yeah and uh but then i suddenly realized that i got to take this to the next level and while i was still in my final year earning i think a, a fair sum of money at that age you know to be to buy your own car and felt good and uh, not take pocket money from home anymore while all my other friends were waiting for pocket money you know 
there's a sudden thing that just clicked and said no i need to stop in a, if i need, need to make this a career mm-hmm. and a lifetime i've got to learn a lot more and that's when i just decided one day to collect all the gate money at my last event and fly the next day to dubai why dubai because i just started to hear about the dubai uh, festival mm-hmm. shopping festival mm-hmm. i saw clips of it on you know national tv and and the whole shebang yeah. you know, and the fireworks and all those performers and i said i need to get to that scale because ever since then it was always my target to do that scale of events and uh, i said okay let's try dubai and and the other reason was i had family here so okay. at least someone to fall back on guide me in a new place and so i just packed your bags made, it was it was on the agenda you know wow our next event was like okay i don't want, i don't want liquor sponsors i don't want uh, uh, kind sponsors i need airline sponsors and and my team was like why airline sponsors i said i need a ticket to dubai <laughs> kill two birds with one stone yeah, right yeah. kill two very clever very strategic yeah so so i still remember lancer travels and and i was very honest with with the ceo then i said i need i need a ticket to dubai i'm going to put your logo everywhere yep. but i need that ticket to dubai he said How why dubai uh 21 and he was like i appreciate the honesty people would come in and ask for sponsorship and then say we're giving out a ticket for free and then mm. use it for themselves and you mm. you're just saying it up front you're going to use it for yourself I said yeah and I'm going to give you a lot more mileage for that. You know. And and he agreed. So I said okay but make that two because I got a friend now who wants to come along. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> so it was two of us who came to Dubai. The first people we met when we got here we started doing our research. I met with uh, Gearhouse God. now staging connection. Yep. Uh and and I said okay we're going to start an events company here. What do you think? I was like no this is a very mature market and you know you're going to be eaten there's a lot of big fish and he scared us away um and uh I still pursued I decided that I have to join and work with agencies here to learn how this market works and study more on the tech side mm. so that's how I joined uh Technopro back then and uh grew the company with Technopro into a uh, one of the biggest AV companies back then worked with Lightech SGM the works when it comes to big brands in in AV and uh even as a sales engineer I made sure I was on the road loading gear installing equipment rolled up your sleeves yeah did everything a to z traveled by bus moved around town so you definitely earned your stripes then <clears throat> yeah yeah that's what now when I when I see you know uh employees that join us and then they say but uh, you know we didn't get there because there was no driver available wow or i didn't i couldn't do this today because you know my my car broke down it's like i was here at the, the right time i remember carrying a briefcase with catalogs of uh, shore microphones and have to travel from gisses from our warehouse to media city which used to be a two and a half hour ride to media city mm and the bus stop used to be so far away it was a 1 hour walk to media city well you raise you raise quite an interesting uh, topic do you think um because this morning i was on a panel about um empowering women but also the youth yeah. in the industry do you think the youth aren't as hungry as uh we were when we were younger i'm i'm, yes. I'm being poli- i'm being quite uh, controversial in saying that yeah absolutely do you 
Absolutely. And I'm and I'm quite blunt about that with, with the youth that join us. That's quite a sweeping. <laughs> that's quite a sweeping blanket statement though. Yeah. Do you think all youth are like that now? 90% I'd say. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Cuz I, I I teach at EMDI and and when I finish those So do I. Yeah. And and when I speak to them I always ask them like, you know, so what's your ambition and where do you want to get to? They are not like we I want to learn and I want to, you know, grow and I'm ready to do anything to get that knowledge. It's oh, I want to find a place where I have work life balance. Uh, I'm looking at a But work life balance is important. Do you think we you know, do No, but I mean you you find that in your space. Do you think we had it? I don't think we had it. No, we didn't have it. We definitely didn't have it. But did that make you right though? But uh I think the hard way is the way you learn, right? Because when everything comes to you easy, the the time you take to to absorb that knowledge is even slower. Oh, damn. Controversial. Yeah. Controversial. Very controversial. Do you have to do it the hard way for it to count? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, uh I just I just feel like from my point of view when when you're challenged to do Value something, value it. I agree. When you when you when you're challenged to do something with no support, mm. you just learn it and then you master it. Right? But if you've got someone already there and then you you're now like, okay, you are responsible to teach me. And my failure is your responsibility. You know? That's that's a different attitude. Cuz then you know the learning curve mm. is slower and uh it doesn't stay for long mm. so now you've got your own business again yeah it's been how'd you get there 13 years have uh, i'll not name the companies but uh how uh, i was with an organization doing their annual target in a month never paid me hit their annual target in a month and they yeah. didn't pay you. Yeah. Wow. And then came Not the recession. Cool. And So we're talking 2009. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, between 2008 2009. And uh yeah, so I had no choice but to leave because it was 6 months of no salary and 1 year of no commissions released Ouch. and uh and expenses Dubai is not easy not to live an average lifestyle. Yeah. So so I just said okay, I take my chance now and put everything i have into my own organization and and that's how it all started so in peak recession i got a license in dmcc and jlt and started my first office with just a couple of good friends in the industry who said okay we work along on commission basis because we've all lost our jobs so mm-hmm. something better than nothing so i started out of out of the house actually for a good one year mm-hmm. i'll say dubai chamber was my first client wow. and first government entity uh and uh they've kind enough to trust me even though i left the agency i was in and now it's my own and so it's not the same team and that same scale but they knew what had happened and they said yeah give you a chance do you think do you think the recession and that's that circumstance ended up being a silver lining for you absolutely yeah it's always the case mm funny that right yeah yeah so tell me a bit more tell me how you came up with your uh the name of your company the So when I kept meeting people I had a lot of names. Yeah. Okay. But I would present you know to my friends say hey check this out this is going to be my logos what do you think? Like uh we're in the peak recession why would people work with you a new agency? Why would someone risk mm. working with you? And and they say who's your target? I don't see the government. It's like you don't speak Arabic you're not a local it's a recession. Why would they give a job to you? You know? And then just one night it struck me that it's got to be option 1. So when the client asks you why you 
Because I'm option one. I'm option one. And it seems like it's worked. Yeah, it has. 13 years later. Yep. Absolutely. Did you have a pinch me moment in, over the last 13 years when you, you, know, you, you started option one? Hmm. Started off around the recession. It was hard. You find your first client, this, that, and the other. Was there a turning point or was there a moment where you went, I've got to pinch myself. I can't believe this is happening. No, not really. No? Yeah. I knew I'll make it. I'm not going to doubt that you're going to make it, but there's got to be times on your journey that you went, oh, this is freaking awesome. No, it, it was a slow and steady growth. Yeah. We we knew where we wanted to get to, but uh, obviously uh, there was a lot of hard work in, in convincing people to you know work with a new agency and say, you know, how many people are you? It's three people and, and uh, what's your core expertise? And I always banked on my already 10 years of mm. uh, industry experience in, in technology. And and that's the uh, the image we created of, of Option One and myself. Even today, agencies working with, with other event companies would call me when they are stuck with a situation and say, okay, we're with these guys. The problem solver, right? You know, can you solve this issue? You know, and, and it's a lot of governments that do that. They call me middle of the night and say, yeah. and I'm, it's not in my team on the job, you know? But it's happy to have that position that they trust you so much that they would call you even mm. if it's not your not option one executing the job. So so yeah, it, it's it's been that process over time, making sure that we positioned ourselves as technology solution providers and not an event agency. Um, we had no choice at that time when registering that that's the only name that you was could what get was available. Available, right? Mm. So so it had to be event services. But I would always position ourselves as technology service providers. And, and make sure that people understand that, that we are bridging the gap between content technology in your events. Mm. And if you need the event management, I'll add that on. Perfect. So when you're not working, what are you doing? Uh, Googling for the next for the tech in town. <laughs> <laughs> so your hobby is your passion, is your work. There's no division between yes. all of them, basically. I, I constantly have a checklist on, on my notes of technology I need to research on tech I need to evaluate tech the startups that I we speak to and I invest in in bringing in their prototypes which are always stacked up in my on my workbench at home so so when I need to declutter my mind I go and start playing with technology and uh, you know with these gadgets that's what makes makes me relax that's your yeah <laughs> all right well and last question for the day what do you think is next in technology for the industry? I think the the whole transition right now of the need for big data and, mm -hmm. and the need for seamless integration of experiences is what would drive the next in tech for the industry. So what do you because mean by seamless integration? So our, our end users or our consumers mm -hmm. um, are now becoming more demanding in terms of I click once and everything should happen. I step instant, you know, instant, instant. instant. I don't do 10 steps. Everything has to be ready. So if it was 10 steps earlier, it should be two now. If it was two, it should be none now. Mm. You know, you should scan my face and know what I need. You know, so not asking for much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that's where technology is, is heading towards. And you believe right? we're getting there. Yeah. So, so AI is being now introduced into events in, in many ways. Perfect. You see that through apps, you see that through technology, you see that through facial recognition. Uh, you see the integration 
of uh, of seamless processes at at major events now where everything is getting digitalized mm. uh, and that's been happening over the last 10 years it's just evolving because infrastructure has to parallelly run with this technology sheet to work right you need we were waiting for 5g and now 5g has come and that's not good enough we need 6g mm. uh, you have uh, wireless charging but then you want we always more, want more. more battery power you know we always want more so so each industry has to evolve parallelly for everything to work seamlessly and and that's what will happen right the cars are going to be selfless driving while events have to be seamless too selfless events <laughs> 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 all right so joy thank you very much for your time thank you for coming into the studio and likewise uh, thanks for having me we'll see you again hi i'm lily and i'm don we are the loaded